Dazer Update for June 9th, 2019. I'm Philippe Alpha. I'm Patrick Mifflin. I'm Brandon Perkins. And I'm Lee Lamb. And Chris is here, too. Okay, so this is going to be a little bit of an unusual show for this week. Uh, we're going to be butting right up against the Microsoft keynote, so uh, we're going to try to get through as many of these stories as we can uh, during that time. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but before we get to that, I'd like to uh, basically invite everybody to uh, head over to uh, anchor.fm slash update and uh, send us a message. Uh, you can yeah, you can hit that hit that button and then uh, make vocal utterances into the microphone of your phone, uh, and then those will be transmitted to us uh, for uh, review on the show. And while we would prefer that uh, those vocal utterances do resemble some sort of sentences, at this point we're not that picky. No. So, uh, go ahead and uh, just do whatever you want. And then some caveman guttural, you know. Runs would be pretty, yeah. pretty spicy right about now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, head over there and uh, yeah, hit that button and do that thing. Uh, should probably also mention there's going to be a slight change of plans as for our media schedule. Uh, we were going to do podcasts uh, for uh, Monday night, well tonight, Monday and Tuesday, uh, and then we realized if we're going to be live streaming all of our commentary anyway then doing a podcast that basically rehashes what we just said doesn't seem like a really good use of anybody's time. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Instead, uh, you'll uh, you'll find uh, the replays of the streams that we're about, about to do on our YouTube channel. So, uh, youtube.com slash smashpad. Uh, hit that subscribe button. Uh, Ring-a-ling-da-ding-a-ling-doo. And uh, so you're notified when we get uh, when we post videos. Because that's what mm-hmm. YouTube is for, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be. Yeah, can you hear me? Now we okay, can hear we you. Can hear you. Okay, I updated Windows earlier. Ah. I decided to change everything, <laughs> and that was your <laughs> Thanks, and that Microsoft. was your first mistake. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Chris, you don't have to lie. You were jamming out to the fucking Skype ringtone, and then just didn't <laughs> want to pick up. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I, I'm pretty sure the longer you listen to that ringtone it like bores into your skull and it's some sort of uh evil microsoft brain programming uh mechanism that they they got going so ding dong ding <laughs> yeah so uh with that let's just get right into it uh a few months ago uh THQ Nordic did uh, an HN AMA during that uh there were three titles yeah. that were kind of revealed or at least hinted at Mm-hmm. Uh, Darksiders Genesis. Which uh, is basically a Diablo, sort of Diablo-esque, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, soft reboot or whatever of the Darksiders franchise. I guess franchise. Just an Origins game. Yeah. yeah, it might be an Origins game, a prequel. Yeah. Well, it looks pretty good, so there's yeah. that. Yeah. Promising. Yeah. Uh, they also uh, announced a remake of uh, Destroy All Humans, which... That trailer was interesting, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Did um, anyone see that coming? Well, no, I did not. Uh, it's good that it is. I mean, it was a fun game, but did anybody spot the massive continuity problem with that trailer? <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I didn't watch it. No, it's uh, well, the uh, game is set in the 1950s, and the music being used is uh, Rammstein. 
that, <laughs> that doesn't no, no. that is magnificent yeah oh yeah so yeah that, that trailer is awesome in, we call that what is it anachronistic yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah it, it's uh so you can expect uh flying saucers uh anal probes uh yeah it, just everything that you could or do in the original destroy all humans will probably yeah. still be here and look much better Something I found out the other day. Um, do you remember that old video, that whole video series, Where the Hell is Matt? Mm-hmm. Where he'd be like dancing in regular places. Yeah, he worked on that game. <laughs> that's, uh, that's Randall. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and uh, the, also the third game that they kind of pre announced was uh, a remaster of SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom, which I guess. Oh, yeah. Some people this is this is great for the the company that uh, did an eight chan AMA. Yeah, mm. and do a new kids game. Leaked it on eight chan. So yeah, Man, fuck THQ. <laughs> we, we we're talking about it Bye. because we have to talk about it. But uh, I I really feel bad for the developers at this point because it's like yeah, the not like, their fault. Yeah, it looks like they're, they're getting, getting some pretty good stuff, but their management are morons. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of thing like I could be into Darksiders Genesis, but I'm not buying it because I don't want to support the two different shitty THQ Nordics above them. Yeah, because there's yeah more than one, and there's the the publisher and then the uh, ownership company. Yeah, and both condone all that shit that happened. Yeah, Yeah. or well, not directly, but they didn't disown it either. So that's that's the nobody got punished. Yeah. For that massive fuck up. Yeah. So I actually, uh, considering if they're, are they said they're remastering it. Is that what they said they're doing for the Square SpongeBob game? Yeah. Yeah. See, that would actually, because I don't know if you guys remember the original. Um, it's pretty primitive by modern standards. So if they go in there doing like the Spyro thing, where they kind of like redid a bunch of the graphics. Hmm. I, I don't know if it act- goes that far, uh, but what I did see of it does look pretty good. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they're at least tightening it up. Yeah, I think they're adding some cut content to it as well. Yeah, yeah. So and it's called the let's see, it's called rehydrated <laughs> because sponge <laughs> spokes up water. Yes, that's, mm-hmm. that's what that. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, THQ Nordic for us. Uh, and then we'll move on to a story that I, okay. So, uh, Lynx is doing, uh, Xbox branded, uh, shower gel and, uh, body sprays. Why? Yeah, I bet it smells yeah. like virginity. <laughs> oh, they better be handing that shit out at E3. Oh, if they don't, they miss a massive opportunity. Um, but. Yeah. Yeah. This is clearly the point of the soap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that would be actually an improvement for E3. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, especially yeah, promoting cleanliness. Yeah. And health. I would know, love for them to come out with a variant called Red Ring. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not sure if they're that self-aware. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't think so. This just looks like you know just a regular branding play for yeah. people who fresh like. scent of pulsing green citrus. Yeah, it's, that it's sounds like a medical condition. Featuring <laughs> notes of kefir lime and winter lemon, 
Yeah. Aromatic herbal, middle notes of mint and sage, and woody bottom notes of patchouli and clear wood. <laughs> like God, you put they more have got to start. They have got to stop calling that stuff kaffir lime. <laughs> yeah. Because you know what that is? That That's basically South Africa's uh, equivalent to the N-word. Hmm. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think there's really a lot of a lot to say about that. It's uh, Xbox uh, extending their branding out to other products. They started yeah, doing this. At least the Xbox Australia, months. it seems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah uh, exclusive to Australia when it launches in July. Uh, yeah, it will probably end up here as well because a lot of Xbox gamers also use Axe. So, yeah. there you go. Uh, Just import it. Yeah. <laughs> We imported this body spray. The tariffs on that. Oh, my God. Anybody know if Axe is flammable? Uh, probably. At least the propellant. Because I know a few people I want to set on fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, we can only hope. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. We'll move on from there because that was just kind of a fun little thing. It's nothing too major. Uh, what is kind of major is uh, Arcade Racing Legend. Uh, and that's in quotes. Uh, it's going to be kickstarted as a 20th anniversary Dreamcast tribute. So yes, one. take my money. <laughs> um, yeah, this looks who's, like Sega Rally. Who's doing this? Uh, some indie studio, I guess. Um, it's Josh Fraud, video game producer. Yeah, That's whatever a, that is. Um. It's supposed to be like a Mega Mix title for Sega racing games. Yeah. So you'll have some Daytona in there. You'll have some Outrun. Um, just what we saw was the Sega Rally component, but it's going to include cars uh, as much as they can legally, um, you know, provide uh, from all of those. Yeah. And they're okay, releasing so- this on the Dreamcast? Yes. <laughs> Nice. Okay, so from what I can see here, I'm looking at Sega Nerd's article about this. Uh, they are responsible for releasing the majority of brand new Dreamcast games last year. Yeah, that makes sense. So like recently, so if you bought Dreamcast games recently, it probably came from them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just happy to see a new Dreamcast release in 2019 that isn't a shmup. Yeah. Yeah, because there have been a lot of those. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, yeah, that's going to be fun if it, you know, actually manages to hit its goal and get made. If Sega were smart, they would underwrite this. But yeah, hmm. yes, if they were smart. But this it, is well, Sega we're talking about. Yeah, but it's current Sega, so they might. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So who knows? Uh, did you guys see the, have uh... these guys go ahead with their Dreamcast release and then um, have it also ported to modern consoles? Yeah. Well, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these newer Dreamcast releases do end up on uh, either the PC or the Switch. Um, so there's that. Hmm. Yeah. Have you seen that uh, our type Final Two is on Kickstarter? Yeah, I didn't notice that, but that would be yeah, one I'd like to see. It ends. It was only for like a week for whatever reason they decided to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have four hundred fifteen thousand dollar goal. Uh, as translated from what the yen is, but it's almost at seven hundred thousand right now. Yeah, forty-four are... hours to go. Mm. Their stretch goals are not great. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can get down there. Okay, so what they achieve right now? Uh, these are stretch goals: uh, unified cross-region, cross-platform leaderboard, uh, ghost in... function available mm. in gameplay, 
subtitles in European languages. That's mm. the FIGS uh, subtitle in Chinese and Korean. Hmm. 700,000 would be reproduced and incorporate one of the stages in our type final with the latest technology as an additional stage. 800,000 is a stage from Delta. 900,000 is from 3. 1 million is from Leo. 1.1 is from R type 2. Uh, 1.3 is from R type. Uh, 1.5 gets three more stages from uh, R type. Basically. And 2 million. Gets you all the aircraft, all 102 aircraft added to the game. <laughs> yeah, that's some interesting goals. Uh, yeah, not, but... at least they're not like overpromising, like a huge amount of content. Yeah, uh, just like oh, we'll add one more stage. Yeah. It's hmm. a little bit drawn out, but uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, that ends in 44 hours. If anybody's interested, hmm. uh, Tuesday, June 11th at 11 Eastern time. Okay. 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, it's about $31 for a digital copy. Mm. Yeah. PS4, Switch, Xbox One, or Steam. Yeah, that's, that's about right. And mm. December 2020. <laughs> when they're hoping to get it out. Yeah. All right, so uh, what else do we have here? Well, we got the f- characters revealed for uh, the, the uh, upcoming DOA 6 patch. I almost said 4. Uh, well, we knew about Maya, Maya Shirunoi, so she's coming out soon. Uh, as will Kula Diamond. Okay, that's an interesting choice. Doesn't really fit that well in a game like DOA, I would say. Yeah, her moveset is a little too much like a coma. Hmm. Yeah, so... Too over the top for Yeah, what's I think usually you're... a fairly reasonable 3D fighter. Yeah, yeah. Well, how... I'll try her out, maybe. But, yeah. Uh, I was still hoping for Clark. Yeah, that would have been fun, but... Hmm. Uh, so I guess the the news here is that, yes, the characters are actually coming, um, and the pricing is, um, well, there, I guess. Yeah. Uh, at least you're not... Yeah. At least it's not $25. So, so there's that. Uh, okay, so in other news, uh, Tales of Arise leaks before E3. Um, yeah, um, man, I feel good. kind of bad for Namco and SNK right now. Uh, they I feel basically, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they basically got all of their, you know, what was going to be their their top reveals basically leaked early. Mm. Ugh. But yeah, so this is going to be the next Tales series game. Looks like they're going back and they're basically like rethinking a lot of the basics here because you may have noticed the art style is very, very different, different from yeah yeah. I'm actually kind of impressed by those two screenshots. It's not yeah. what I was expecting to see. They can probably yeah. use it. The series, it's kind yeah, of been the same I, for a long time now. Well, that's basically because they've had the same character designer <laughs> yeah. the whole yeah. point. So. But yeah, they definitely needed to change things up now, and uh, I'm fine with it. Yeah, this yeah. just gives me uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force vibes. The <laughs> name. Uh, the witch doctor goes, chicken, arise. Arise, chicken. <laughs> Can you do anything else besides chicken? <gasps> you mean super ultra mega chicken? <laughs> he is legend. <laughs> yeah. 
so this was leaked, uh, but I'm sure a lot more details will come uh, with uh, the next few days. So. Some of these leaks that have been happening, I kind of feel like the publishers are doing anyway, because otherwise they're just going to get drowned out from all the shit that we know that's going to happen over the next three days. Yeah. yeah. And so if they if if so if they get it out early, then all of a sudden they got eyeballs on it, and and people are paying attention, and then when more gets revealed during the show or whatever and on the floor they already kind of got ahead of the game yeah i think especially for a series that's been around as long as tales and you know definitely has a built-in audience but them wanting to to kind of have newer folks pay attention to them i kind of think this is this is yeah. intentional yeah 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 i think there's like set audiences just kind of tunes out anything named tales <laughs> at a certain point yeah, well, there's a certain audience that just tunes anything out that isn't Call of Duty or big budget, you know. So yeah. It's harder for these games to compete in general. So, uh, so another. But yeah, if you, if you capture the air at the beginning, then you know at least people are like, because think about it, all the leaks that come out, everybody's been losing their shit. Like, oh my god, these incredible leaks! Yeah, and it's not that big a deal. Like, if it was something that got announced on the show floor, like on Tuesday, I think people would just be like, oh. That's kind of neat. Yeah. But, like, beforehand, you know, it being announced, it sort of feels like scandal. It's like, can you believe this happened? And they're like, and meanwhile, the fucking PR guys are like, yes. Yes, <laughs> we can. <laughs> we can, because we put it out there. Sneaking. And you got some companies that are just straight up announcing their stuff. Like, Sega announced, what did I get the email for? I think it was uh, Citizens of Space, the fall mm. of the Citizens of Earth. It's like that's out next week, eighteenth. <laughs> yeah. It's like all right. I don't have to wait for this to be randomly announced at some E uh, three interview. Yeah. So that's anyway, cool. And that comes out next week. Yeah, on the same day that Bloodstain comes out. Nice timing. Oh. Mm. So yeah, but I don't think those audio. I think they also announced that they're bringing virtual racing to Switch about for time. the second ages. Yeah. That and I think Monster Boy. Yep. One of the Monster Boys, whatever it is. Yeah, that that, virtu- that switch conversion of uh, virtual racing is excellent from what I've yeah. from what I've heard. So, uh, yeah, if you've been looking forward to that, uh, then you'll be able to get it soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, another JRPG news: uh, Gung Ho slash Game Arts. Uh, they've kind of uh, renamed the uh, Grandia titles, and it's now just Grandia HD Collection. So, uh, and it will be at E3. I'm guessing it'll show up at the Nintendo Show on Tuesday. Yeah, oh yes, that'd be a good place to show it. Hmm. Uh, it would be interesting to see if Microsoft gets on board with this, but um, I want to say it's only PC and Switch. Yeah. Yep. So well, that's their story, and they're sticking to it. Let me, yeah. let me ask you a question. Speaking of that, like, so I don't play my PS3 that much, right? right. But I have a Pro, and and but I I like for instance, like Kingdom Hearts three went on sale, and I thought about buying it, and I was like. It doesn't feel right for me to play this on an Xbox. Does that happen to you? Because I'm like thinking to the Grandia thing. Like, even if it came to Xbox, like, would I play it there? Because I have like memories of that game tied in with PlayStation and Dreamcast. Yeah. Does that happen to you guys, or is it just am I just weird? And there's like certain types I just am not really interested in playing on Xbox unless it's just like free or something to play. 
Yeah. To a degree. I, I'm not absolute about it by any means. Yeah. Yeah, neither am I. Like I just bought the Genesis collection because I could play it digitally on the uh on the Xbox. But I don't know, like even that like looking at Kingdom Hearts, I like I paused. I was like, you know, I think it's like twenty bucks and I'm like, I'm just not gonna go on sale again this cheap for a while. So I should get it. And then it was like, do I get it on the we feel so weird to play this on an Xbox, so <laughs> Yeah. So this is one of those things I think about like with the Grandi, I'm like, where would I play it actually? Yeah, me, I'm kind of console agnostic at this point. That's, but it's that's mostly because the only uh, console I have active, uh, like current gen, is the PS4. Well, yeah. Pro. Uh, so it's that and my PC. So those are the only ones I really look at. And so yeah. basically, I'm, I'm at the point where it's like, well, if it comes out on something that I can play it on, then I'll play it. It doesn't. Really yeah, yeah. I, I guess for me, it's just about the fact that I have the option. Yeah. Like, hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I don't have a switch, so it means uh, that I'll be have to get it on the PC. So mm-hmm. hey, he's not out on PC yet. Uh, I thought they were. Two is. Uh, the, I don't think okay. the first one is yet. It's, uh, all right. Uh, so Steam and GOG nearly mm-hmm. four years ago. Yeah. Yeah, Grandia 2 ended up on Steam and GOG, but yeah. the first one hasn't been released yet. On the old gag. Yeah. I mean, GOG. GOG, uh, which I find myself using a lot more lately. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what else do we have here? Uh, Sega released the uh, listing of the last 12 games, yes, 12, uh, for the Genesis Mini. And, uh, yeah, we should go through these. Uh, I'm actually going to skip the first two and come back and circle back to those afterwards. All righty. Uh, uh, See you, Phil. Uh, okay, Virtual Fighter 2. Why that's here? Uh, that that game is here specifically for trolling purposes. Yeah. I think, um, no, I think Sega is genuinely under the belief that that port had value. <laughs> or they're incredibly self-aware and know that everybody hates it and they're gonna put it on there uh, i want to say that's yeah. the first version of virtual fighter ever played oh dear <laughs> poor poor Ugh. sweet summer child yeah because um I, I mean i i do have to kind of give it to them on like just what they tried to do uh just trying to cram that big of a that big of a game into a Genesis cartridge was, you know, it technically it was it was a feat, uh, but the end result, well, it's it's sort of Virtua Fighter, but not really. Yeah, so it, it sort of feels to me like one of those things that they just did to prove that they could do it. Yeah, but that and also like, came out like, of time. Kind of like and, with uh, what do you call it? Remember when they put Alpha? Right. Street Fighter Alpha on, on with two yeah. on the SNES. Yeah, people were like, "Holy shit, a fucking Super Nintendo game with load times." <laughs> Bad they, one. They, Capcom didn't even touch it. They just said, "They just told Nintendo, look, if you want to do this game, uh, God bless, but yeah. uh, we're not even going to try it. We really don't advise that you do." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was still just like funny as hell. Yeah, just to see that. Yep. So. So, uh, so that's there, taking up a spot. Uh, and then we have uh, Alicia Dragoon. So we're going into some deep cuts here. Yeah. Um, that game was really, really good. Uh, if yeah. you haven't actually played that, um, that's definitely worth their, worth your time. Yep. Um, yeah, it's a side-scrolling platformer 
you know, yeah. action platform. Yeah, it's good stuff. Really solid one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Monster World 4. Um, so, yeah, Wonder yes. Boy getting the representation. Uh, yep. What else we got here? Kid Chameleon, Old Stalwart. That's that's in there. Yeah, sure. Yeah, this yeah. is, yeah. Hey, it's, it's not fun. really, it's a 90, 90s ass game. It's definitely yeah. a 90s ass game, yeah. Mm. Uh, and uh, next up, we have the only game uh, representing EA, uh, Road Rash 2. Okay. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, I'm down with that. I would have liked to have seen Skitchin, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, then we have uh, Eternal Champions, uh, you know, Sega's answer to uh, Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. And, yeah, it was. Yep. That um, game, look, that game had some charm. It did. Okay, there there was there was some cool stuff that would happen, like, in the backgrounds and things. I remember playing that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Partly because of how unbelievably violent it was compared to the other two. <laughs> it really was. And, like, people, you know, everybody got all bent out of shape about Mortal Kombat. But, like, Eternal Champions, like, when you could throw somebody in and, like, didn't they get, like, eaten by alligators in one level and shit? Yeah. Alligators, sharks. Yeah. You could throw somebody in a tire. On, and, yeah. yeah. Godzilla stomps on you at one point. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, hard. Yeah, so uh, th- this this for me is kind of significant because in the past few years, Sega has kind of uh, not been willing to acknowledge that this game even exists. Yeah, they kind of disowned it. Yeah. Um, so the fact that it's on there is uh, an interesting sign. Hopefully, yeah. maybe a sign of things to come. Mm, I don't want to read too much into that, but um, you never know with the current state of Sega. They might be looking at potentially bringing that back um it is time uh, given how well mortal kombat is doing uh, they could be, they could pull it off with the right designers yeah. yeah uh then let's see columns yeah we know what we know what columns is yeah so oh uh, uh, yeah yeah that's a yeah that's it's a, a, it's a roman it's a roman building simulator yeah <laughs> or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah you can't have columns uh, you can only have columns if you also put a Puyo game on there, and they do. Yeah, they did. Doctor Robotics. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we had Dynamite Heady. Um, yep. Well, one of the first, uh, I think, yeah, one of the first games Treasure did. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Uh, and then uh, let's see, Strider. Definitely a good version of that game to have. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, the last game on the list is, uh, Light Crusader, uh, sort of a, another treasure game, uh, this time an RPG. Kind of off the board. Yeah. Really. But I'm glad it's there. It's, uh, yeah. it's actually a really Absolutely. good game. Yeah. Um, so, the, so now we get back to, uh, the numbers 31 and 32, which have interesting stories. Uh, okay. Tetris, uh, mm-hmm. That game was originally supposed to come out on the Genesis, uh, and never did because Nintendo got the console rights from under from under Sega, uh, so they were never able to release it on the Genesis. Uh, then, uh, you know, several years later, they did the Sega Ages Collection, and that uh, and eventually ended up being one of the games that was on it. Uh-huh. Uh, so that was another way of getting it, but now it's going to be on the uh, Genesis Mini. So as an official release, so you'd be able to get Tetris on the Genesis, which was an okay version, but you know it's it's an old version of Tetris. Not too uh-huh. much to say there. 
Uh, and then we get to Darius, and no, not Sagaya. That was that was Darius too, and that was nope. not a good port of it either. Um, this is the original Darius, uh, specifically ported by M2. Uh, so <laughs> this is an original game being put on there, uh, or at least a port of. Be- because M2 are crazy people, uh, it's like, yeah, well, we ran out of ROMs that we could put on there. Let's just make a new one. Yeah, that's that's what we're going to do. Let's port Darius because that's never been done properly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm okay with this. This is a... Sure. And, I mean, the original Darius was um, kind of a fun shooter. It didn't get a lot of exposure here in the West, so... Wasn't the original, like, the arcade version, it was, like, one of the first with, like, a three-screen setup? Uh, was it three or two? I know it was multi-screen, but... It was three. Yeah. Yeah, it was super wide, and it was, uh, yeah, it was a fun game back then, so... If you could ever find one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So. Me thinks those three screens probably meant that it was a little more expensive than some of the other uh, cabinets that arcade owners could get. Just a wee bit. Yeah. <laughs> Just a wee bit. Um, so yeah, those are the final uh, additions to the uh, Genesis Mini Library. I think on the whole, with uh, everything that's been announced already, that's actually a really solid little micro console. I, I wish they have, have they announced that we're going to get the Tower of Power here in America? No, <laughs> you'll, have to, you'll have to import the Tower of Power if you want. Dude, that. I'll fucking import that shit. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I, I still think the best thing they could have done for that was to actually include ROMs of each system's respective games on on the pieces. <laughs> that would, it awesome. would be added to the menu. Yeah. Dude, I just I just want to hear that Sega CD startup again. That was one of the dopest intro tunes ever. It really was. Yeah, I I, I have that as a ringtone still because <laughs> it's like it's like and when and every once in a while I'll catch people and they'll recognize it and like I get this look and they're like I'm like yep. Yeah. I had one guy one time was like that's the deepest cut I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. So. Uh... So, yeah. right, we should probably go ahead and invite Dan Rab on because he's kind of been. Did. Oh, I'm already here. So uh, yeah. Okay. We'll see uh, what happened, Dan Rab. Is we hate you? <laughs> no, that's no. Uh, Not surprised. Yeah. Look, you can also admit that just like Chris, you're jamming out to the fucking little Skype ringtone, and <laughs> you're over there in like Club Microsoft, and you didn't want to actually join the call. For a half hour, though. <laughs> hey, I think it was like 45 minutes. Very <laughs> hypnotic stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we were just talking about the Genesis Mini. Uh, I'm not sure if there was anything that you wanted to comment on before we moved on. Um, other than I didn't really give a shit about it, but now it looks really, really awesome, so I'll probably pre-order it. <laughs> They're going hard on this. Yeah. So, yeah. Dan, I was going to do the Tower of Power, but money. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if they were smart, they really would bring the, bring that over because it's just. I don't know why they wouldn't. That's fucking crazy. That's like, on, like the when you had a 32x and a fucking Sega CD, like the OG one. Yeah. Like it literally looked like that thing might transform. <laughs> it did. You know. So like I don't know. It's just I think it's so interesting. Maybe it's also because like for me, it's the nostalgia of it. Like I remember renting. You know, like a Sega CD, and like I'm going to put down like two hundred dollars at the store so you could get it. My mom being like, "I'm not doing this." <laughs> like, please, mom, and you know, just the whole thing. Like, oh my god, like you put in a, a game and like Sonic CD, and it like 
played an actual song with the intro. Like, yeah. You know, just like totally super, like superfluous bullshit that didn't actually mean what you were playing was going to be good. But you're like, it's shitty quality, like 64 color video. This is the most amazing day ever. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so. then you play Stewart Shark and then you hate yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hold on. Was, uh, was Road Rash 2 the good one? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That yeah, is fantastic. Yeah. Um, three was uh, not so great. Um, what was the one on the PlayStation? I still had fun with three. That one was just called Road Rash. Ah, yeah. So who I all here had one. the complete Genesis stack? I did. I didn't. I never had a Genesis. I never oh, had a Sega not. system until the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you don't. You didn't get to have that experience of all three pieces of it having. A I know, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know it's the freaking, you know, the 32x and the CD, and then like putting like the freaking Game Genie or whatever on there, and like stacking it up to well, about no, I, I, three I or four feet. About <laughs> each of the three systems having their own unique AC adapter brick that you had to plug in. Yeah, yeah I'm familiar. Yeah, I, I actually I had the Sega Power Strip that they uh, released. They sold a power strip. Yeah, they sold a power strip that had uh, the the outlets were uh, spaced apart, so you could actually fit all three bricks uh, in there. Um, it was uh, it was good design, actually. You got to hand it to Sega. Like when they actually tend to go for something, they went for something. Like with the Dreamcast, they were like, "All right, uh, let's just create Sega." Net. Yeah. You know, like with this shit, it's like, are we going to have them plug everything in? Let's get them a surge protector. Like, yeah, you know, I gotta give them credit for that. Yeah, and of course, you know, no credit for the fact that you know they fucked all those systems up and that's what killed them. But yeah, you know, whatever that that's real. Yeah, details, 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 exactly. Yeah. All right, so uh, we'll move on to uh, Rocket League has a summer event. It's going on yeah. tomorrow. It's a uh, it's actually a huge event. Uh, it goes from June tenth to August twelfth. Uh, nine weeks. That's and. It's broken up into three sections, about two and a half weeks or so for each of them. Uh, it's called Radical Summer. Hmm. Uh, it's a celebration of the 80s, basically. That also sounds like a Sega game. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they basically, uh, the way a lot of their events sounds previously... Sounds kind of Saturn-y. Uh, yeah, the way a lot of their previous events have uh, went, essentially you just played games uh, online, and you'll get like, a certain amount of... like whatever currency would be for that event. And once you had enough, you could go into the special event store and buy, you know, one of the, you know, five to 10, uh, special items they had there. Uh, and this is kind of doing something similar with that. Uh, but a lot of these are licensed items. Uh, meaning there, this first batch is the blockbusters event, uh, which has a lot of, uh, items from the ghostbusters, Knight Rider, back to the future, ET, the Goonies, karate kid, uh, Voltron and WWE. Hey, wait, hold, 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 hold up, hold up, Chris. Knight Rider and Voltron, I need you to tell me more. Uh, they are uh, properties from the 80s. I know, I'm aware <laughs> of that. I'm saying, what specifically can I get? Uh, they have a link to the specific events page. They show some of the items yeah. uh, for that stuff uh, that you can look at. So is it like a Voltron lion, or can you actually run around as Voltron? Because I feel like that's really... Uh, no, they're not vehicle. Well, you can buy kit. Uh, that'll be available later on in the events. They'll have uh, a specific kit car for two bucks you can buy uh, if you want to uh-huh. drive around in that. But they have a lot of like cosmetic stuff. Is it racist uh, kit or original kit? 
Uh, you have to look at the image to see. Uh, but yeah, it's it's like right near the top of the article where it says Radical Summer. There's a link to that. Yeah. Um, the, but available uh, starting tomorrow is uh, the Ecto-1 car uh, from Ghostbusters, hmm. uh, which would be a lot of fun. Uh, but they have a bunch of different items here showing like the – you can get a Be Kind Rewind uh, player banner. It looks like a worn uh, VHS uh, uh, like cardboard cover for a VHS tape hmm. kind of thing. Uh, they got like the the hoverboard from Back to the Future Two as like a topper. Yeah. Uh, Marty Junior's uh, weird hat from Back to the Future Two. Yeah. Uh, there's Sloss hat from the Goonies. <laughs> uh, they got Miyagi's uh, like bandana from <laughs> Karate Kid. There's a Cobra Kai decal skin. Uh, there's ectoplasm boost. Hmm. Uh, I just want to be able to play the bathroom. Yeah. There's ET wheels, which has like the like the iconic kid on the bike with ET in the the basket <laughs> as like the, the image that's on there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ghostbusters wheels. I assume that stuff must come with the car. Yeah. Uh, so. No, they they sell it part of the thing. That's like you get uh, little cassette tapes. It's hmm. like the currency for this event. Uh, they're also adding a new mode uh, called Ghost Hunt, uh, which, uh, let's see, fire your proton stream to capture the ball and carry it to the opposing team's spooky containment zone. Uh, score point by keeping the ball in the containment zone for two seconds. And, uh, yeah, it looks like it's three on three. Uh, so that's like a cool little thing. They're also going to have golden eggs, which are uh, kind of like loot crates, but uh, we'll have items from uh, some of their previous crates that you can earn uh, with uh, the cassette currency. Mm. Uh, I think it's like five of them you can buy during the first phase. And yeah, they're going to refresh the items between each of the phases uh, for that stuff. And it's just uh, kind of the biggest event they've had so far. Yeah, uh, I think they're also going to have a beach ball mode, which mm. is 2v2 uh, with the bigger ball, low ball gravity, and the curveball mutator. <laughs> so it'll kind of... I will actually legitimately right play this now. It's, yeah, it's a lot it's, of fun. Yeah, no, I've played it before, but it's been it's been years. So, but like knowing yeah. I could run around as the fucking Ecto One, that's awesome. Yeah, they've got a bunch of licensed stuff. They got most of the Batmobiles in there. What uh, the Jurassic Park Jeep? Oh, yeah, they got the fine. they got the Tumbler. They got the one from Batman v Superman. They got the, the one from one? yeah. They got that, and they oh, got shit. the uh, I think another classic one in there as well. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the Jurassic Park Jeep is in there. The the Back to the Future DeLorean yeah. is in there, as well as uh, Hot Wheels cars, and I think a McLaren, <laughs> like an actual real car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as well as just some original mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll do that just for the Batmobiles. I actually had an opportunity here a few years ago. They were doing like a tour, yeah. where, like they drove all the Batmobiles around to different places, and we saw them. Yeah. And, uh, oh, my God, the Val Kilmer one is the biggest fucking car I've ever seen. <laughs> like, yeah. that fin is, like, 12 feet long on the back of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, holy shit. Anyway. Yeah. All right. We, yeah, we're, so. we're getting short on time, so we got we to gotta keep moving. Yep. Um, so next up, uh, Destiny 2 is getting a new expansion. It's also going free to play, and it will have cross-saves. That's yeah, which is kind of a big announcement. pretty great. <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, remember I called that like six months ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
So yeah, December 17th is when this first uh, big expansion called Shadow Keep, uh, which takes us back to the moon, uh, which means the uh, the, the it's also a part lady. of Mars, according to Donald Trump. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which means the the character Eris Morn, the the very depressing character, uh, is kind of the headlining uh, push over this game of this expansion. Uh, and very much going back to the moon where just lots of fucked up shit is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's going to be, it seems like it's going to be a pretty fun uh, expansion. But along with that, they're going free to play. So everything from year one, which includes uh, the base game and everything from that first expansion pass, yeah. uh, is all going to be free for everybody to play. And it'll be cross safe. So, uh, you know, if you have, uh, you know, characters on PlayStation, and you got friends on Xbox, you can just download it on Xbox and play with those and not have to start over again. Yeah. Which is always the the big annoyance, especially with these big games. Yeah. It's like, oh, I got to start over again. Uh, or having your characters split up based on where you got people at. Mm. I don't think there's cross play yet, but no. I think it'll be big enough on any of them that you won't really have to worry too much. Yeah. Uh, that's at least the, the one bonus. Uh, but yeah, like, this is like the start of hopefully the the breaking down of cross save stuff for uh, the big publishers, yeah. who have always wanted you to just buy the game over again and start over again on every platform, yeah. and invest money on that stuff. And hopefully, uh, yeah. So there, let's see. You're going to be able to buy Shadowkeep and a single season pass for thirty five bucks to get on that at launch. Uh, let's see. It's also going to uh, be leaving the Blizzard. Net launcher yeah, um, uh, going yeah. to Steam. Yeah, because um, uh, you'll be able to transfer your progress all over there. Kind of surprised Epic out. didn't just go. You like that? Yeah, that's mm. the but, one thing they didn't want to spend money on. <laughs> yeah, and this new version of Destiny Two is going to be called New Light. Yep. Um. Yeah. So I think the only I'm thing curious. I've seen. I'm curious is, how this is going to get. Like they got, Chris, are they offering anything for people that have been like longtime players before free to play? Like, they a lot haven't of co- said anything just yet. Okay. I, I imagine they will. A lot of companies yeah. do that switch. They're like, oh, yeah, just to not piss you guys off or to play yeah, this like game. Here's, first, we'll give you a costume or something. There's like 10 engrams <laughs> and a bunch of silver uh, stuff like that. Uh, probably some special uh, cosmetic stuff for yeah. the OG people. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be nice. Uh, I'm still like in a weird place. Like I've got this installed on my blizzard net. It's like, should I bother starting? It's or just wait. So yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. Now I'm sitting here thinking maybe I should like do it in case they give any cosmetics away. Yeah. (laughs) At least like Uh, log in just to say logged in. Exactly. I was here guys. Just like, Oh, here's 80 gigs on my SSD. It's just been reserved for this game. I haven't used. Mm. Um, but yeah, this also kind of gives them a good path forward. Yep. Uh, now that they're kind of free of Activision uh, and having like a big publisher dictate what they can and can't do. Yeah. You know, this I, switch too makes me wonder if this was something that Bungie probably wanted to do beforehand, and Activision was like, "Nope." Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just not, dick. yeah, and yeah, it's going to be uh, fun to see what they have in, in store because I believe when they did their big stream they mentioned the term MMO a lot. Mm. Like wanted to go more in that direction compared to where they've been in the past. Yeah. So, so, uh, yeah, they've got, they got sites on there on bungee.net with a lot of details, not 
not everything you want to know, but at least uh, if you just want to know the basics, it should be uh, a good start. Yeah. Okay, uh, next up, uh, right before E3, we got the word that Shenmue 3 has been delayed till November. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did anybody not see this coming? I mean, they're probably looking for sailors. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't well, say well, you'll, you'll get sales from here. Like, I don't mind any delay happening, especially yeah. as one of, one of, one of the uh, Kickstarters here, but delaying it to November is a horrible idea. I mean... You have you have what's it called Death Stranding and Pokemon and whatever else is coming. Yeah. It's crowded now, yeah. and yeah. you know obviously this is a niche game, and the people who who are going to buy it are going to buy it anyway. But yeah. um, having not released in August, like you're missing out on people who are, who are going to take take a shot. So unless I don't know, unless Microsoft wants to put it on, on Game Pass, I don't see this blowing up. It's like yeah. what happened yeah. with uh, with Dragon Quest Eleven. I think Dragon Quest Eleven would have done a lot better if it didn't release next to fucking Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think this was a tactical uh, delay. I think this was more of a technical delay. Uh, yeah, when yeah, you've got they... deafening silence that close to your purported launch, you know a delay is coming. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and I think it would be in their best interest to even push it a little bit further. Go to January or February. January. Yeah, February would be fine. November is just ish. Yeah. But they promised it's 2019, just, so, yeah. it, you know, they're, they're kind of stuck unless they communicate specifically that, hey, we just need more time. And yeah. hopefully their backers are like, yeah, we're cool with that. But I wonder if this would be the kind of thing, too, where we start seeing more and more delays for this stuff when, you know, we're, we're already hearing that we might, this for E3, we might see, you know, shit like Scarlet and all that other stuff. If, Something that comes out, you know, I, I could see something like this. And obviously, I know Shenmue doesn't apply because it's not on Xbox. But I would start thinking that for some of these publishers late in the game that have had these kind of delays, I would think that backwards compatibility would very much be something that they would be worried about. Because think about all those games previous generations that kind of went out to die because they were like the last things released. Yeah, that yeah. kind of goes away if you have new hardware, but you have backwards compatibility. Yeah. So that's one of those things that I wonder, like, like to. What Dan Reb was talking about, like, you know, you release it in February, you know, are, are people out of the pool at that point maybe? But if you have new hardware coming the following year and it's all BC, then people I think will be more more willing to jump in because they'll know, hey, man, my, my collection is just going to carry forward, period. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think BC is not going to be an issue this time around. Um, yeah. I, I think they were actually both fairly clear on that, that, they kind of designed their consoles so that it's not going to be a problem to run the older software. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that was Sony's biggest fuck up, frankly. Yeah. 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 Microsoft like did the same thing. They changed when they changed architecture, but yeah, because Microsoft have like probably the best engineers in the world. Right. Uh, they managed to uh, uh, get three generations. Yeah, some of the stuff they've been able to pull off with their backwards compatibility is just yeah. stunning. And I think what it was with Sony is, is I think Sony was just trying to pull a Nintendo and going, we'll just sell this back to you. And yeah. then, you know, just just like when you get arrogant Sony and they're just like, you mean we actually got to put an effort to do that? Eh, fuck it, we're not going to do it. Yeah. So You know. Yeah. So uh, we'll wait and see how that ends up developing. So. Uh, we got kind of a shitty story here, uh, especially since a lot of us here are actually fans of the work that XSeed puts out. Uh, yeah. 
So apparently, if you're working on a game and you leave the company, uh, yeah, your name bullshit. gets scrubbed from the credits of the game you were working on because <sighs> what the fuck? I'm glad they got lit up for this because I'm sorry, like that's one of the things that Rockstar likes to pull to, and it's wrong. And yeah. this this is fucking wrong too, especially like I could see a larger company like Rockstar kind of getting away with this. Because, you know, hey, like you might have, you know, a thousand people working on your game, but X Seed is small. And not just that, they have a they have a dedicated fan base that knows who these people are. And then you're fucking around and you're not giving credit, especially like what was this girl's name? Brittany Avery. Brittany yeah. Avery. She's been yeah, she's been like deep involved with a bunch of shit. You don't just scrub somebody like that. Like, well, you know, they're not here anymore, so fuck them. Like, no man, that's not how this works. Yeah. Like at all, like it's the same thing. Like with movies, when if, when somebody stops working on a movie because their character gets killed or whatever, they're not they're not you know just remove them from the credits. Like well, you know they didn't last. <laughs> yeah. So they're still there. Yeah, they still fuck. contributed. Yeah. And it's even shittier with like movies because there's so many people that work on there, and they're a lot they they're willing to make those credits you know be 30 minutes long if they need to. Yeah. Uh, but people that still work on the movies still get discredited. Hmm. Off of there, yeah. and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Just even if these people are, you know, just working at the companies making your, you know, special effects or whatever, you know, fucking just put their names on there. It doesn't, it doesn't take much time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's my, just a my shitty company had the, uh, we have a special things to section that we put all of our alumni in. If they have like even one line of code in there, like it all matters, you know. Yeah. Like, can you imagine the shit Konami would get if they didn't put? Like, oh my god. They even kind of did. They tried to scrub yeah. Kojima off of there yeah. uh, from the title. That's why he put it every single chance he could in the game. <laughs> yeah. It's like I think every time you started a mission, it's like, oh, I'll start, uh, you know, directed by Hideo Kojima. <laughs> yeah, I just this, – this whole thing is just kind of alarming in general because I think we're seeing it more and more, not just in video games in general. But like uh, – I mean frankly, I mean this is uh, – not to go too deep on, I mean, this is something that you also saw that, that up until, and I think still is, but really even until a few years ago, even like the original creators of, of Marvel characters and things like that weren't getting credit. There was a big thing a couple of years back too about Bill Finger who helped create everything about Batman that all of us like. Mm-hmm. Bill Finger created and, you know, for 80 years he didn't get any credit up until, you know, really recently. And, you know, these corporations that are willing to scrub people off of their games, it's just like we talked about before on this podcast. Like, these games aren't made by some random monolith. They're made by people. Yeah. And I, I'm really happy to see that that a lot of people just have a complete distaste for that. Because, I mean, there were there were publishers and developers that were lighting up XSEED on, on social media. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. And and I think that's the kind of thing that that has to happen. I think when you have those, you know, their peers essentially calling them out and going, "This is like 300 shades of wrong." Then yeah. I think that's where you're going to see that kind of change happen because it is wrong. Yeah. You know, if you work yeah. on it, then give you give the give the fucking credit. What's what's wrong with that? What do you lose mm-hmm. by it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw and uh, suddenly I am I am very relieved that Exceed is now or that that Falcom is now in bed with Nisa. <laughs> Rather than exceed, hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw T.J. Fixman talking about this, who wrote a bunch of the Ratchet and Clank games, and he was basically like, uh, "Those credits aren't for you; they're for the people that worked on the game, yeah. uh, being able to enjoy that their name is on something they enjoyed working on, hmm. or maybe mm-hmm. didn't work, enjoy working on, but still, that it's a sense of accomplishment you get." 
Yeah, it's just like, who the fuck are you to even do that? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's just so that's so wrong in, in every sense of the word. And I'm probably more overreactive to this because I've had my work plagiarized mm. a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. um, not just like not just like uh, like in my professional world and what I do now, but also back when I was doing like a ton of reviews. I had that dipshit that ran Next Generation rip off like five of my reviews. <laughs> and, you know, like, oh, God, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Like. Come on, man. Like, give fucking credit where it's due. It's the same reason we bagged on that douchebag from IGN. Like, if you, you know, you have no reason not to put people's name on shit. Don't take credit. Don't do any of that. It's just scummy in the worst way. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's keep let's keep on rolling here. Uh, these next couple should be pretty quick. Uh, uh, GOG a while back uh, released uh, the original Diablo. Uh, they've just updated it and uh, given the uh, Hellfire, well, Hellfire. The somewhat unof- somewhat official but not really expansion Hellfire. Um, so yeah, that's in there now. It was originally developed. Uh, it wasn't like sanctioned by uh, Blizzard when uh, when that came out, but they didn't say no to it either. Nope. Um, so uh, Synergistic Software developed that. Sierra published it. Which was weird in itself. Uh, yeah, it was it was a strange time. It was a very strange time. Uh, but uh, arguably, if you're going to play the original Diablo, you need to play it with a Hellfire expansion because it just added so much. I agree. Uh, so yeah, now that's there. Uh, it has all of the same benefits that the GOG port has with uh, screen resolutions. Uh, if uh, you haven't bought it yet, well it. So uh, it's included. If you did buy it, it's just a free update. It's free, yeah. Yeah, so you get it. Uh, next up, we got uh, the second Smash Ultimate character is going to be re- revealed. Those are mine. Tuesday. Hmm. Huh? Yeah. Uh, so Tuesday we'll get the second oh, I gotcha. character reveal for uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, I think Joker was the first. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, I can't gonna... tell you how unexcited I was when I found out the Joker they were talking about. This <laughs> is not the Joker you think it is. <laughs> but... Like I saw that, and I was like, "Holy shit! I can get like Joker to hit like Mario in the face with a mallet." Okay, <laughs> I'll do that. Yeah, it's uh, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so... if the rumors hold up, this is going to be Loto from Dragon Quest. Oh, oh that that would be... would be dope. Yeah, that'd be pretty dope too. And uh, continue along it's that like, whole crossover thing that, uh, well, Smash is... That, that's that's what Smash about. is for, yeah. <laughs> basically. So, uh, alright. So, uh, Tuesday, we'll know more. Uh, for now, not a whole lot that we can say about it. Uh, and finally, uh, during the week, we got uh, the some more details about Google's Stadia. Yeah. Uh, I would <laughs> say Microsoft more, more like the... a train wreck every minute. <laughs> yeah, Microsoft or Google did the best uh, pre-show advertising they could have when the Google servers went down <laughs> for most of a day. Awesome. A few days yeah, before that this. actually that was great. That really fucked up. Some shit. Uh, or YouTube, yeah. I think Gmail, some parts of Gmail, and some other stuff they run uh, were all down for most of a day. <laughs> Which is weird because it wasn't for me. Like it's it, it seems to be an outage that was. Some people had it and some people didn't because I didn't notice anything. Uh, but, well, lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, 
what do we have to uh, to say? Okay, uh, so we got some uh, news about the games that are going to be on it. Uh, there's, uh, I think, one exclusive so far that I'm aware of. Uh, Guilt. Yeah, it's called a data calf. No, <laughs> we'll get to that in a bit, but. Uh, Guilt was the first uh, Stadia exclusive that I'm aware of. Um, yeah, when I saw that, I didn't even realize Guilt is it was what you'll feel when you hit your data cap. <laughs> oh, um, okay. Uh, what else can we? Yeah, I we feel do? like there's no good way around this, Phil. It's just going to be bad. Well, look, uh, we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about the bad parts in a bit. Uh, let's talk about the actual because <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the good parts, uh, were there any? No, not really. Uh, what we can say, there was stuff that was less bad. Um, they did announce their, uh, you know, founders bundle, basically, which 130 bucks gets you a Chromecast Ultra, gets you the controller, three months of Stadia Pro, and, uh, a three month buddy pass. Three month buddy pass and your you name. You also get Destiny 2, the full set of DLC. Yeah. Destiny Exclusive rights to pick, make your name for the service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like oh, wow. another online service would ever have. Username, man. Yeah. Let me. It's give like, you wait, is this not going to be tied to your Google account? Like, why can't you just set your name now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there, there are issues here, uh, for sure. This uh, is like when the Ouya went on Kickstarter and they're like, oh, if you pay us this much, you'll get first dibs on names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like that at least made sense because that's a new platform. I'd rather buy a new Engage than this fucking thing. <laughs> at least uh, I could do some wow. side talking. So okay, so the Stadia Pro it's ten bucks a month. Uh, it gives you access to the 4K streaming option. Yeah, um, 4K 60. Yeah, 4K 60 hertz. Uh, and, and that runs through your data cap. How fast? Uh, according to uh, it's about 15 gigabytes per hour. Um, so, okay, there's that. Yeah, if you have like a one terabyte cap, it could take about 65 hours. Yeah, well, you'd have to play games for 65 hours per month. Yeah. Um, that's a- well, considering what I listen to you guys talk about on this podcast, I don't think that's a stretch. No. Sometimes I sit here and wonder what you guys are doing. Like, do any of you sleep? <laughs> yeah. So, no, I think the average person that would buy this is going to be somebody that would it would gain 65 hours a week. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. So, yeah, so Google's Google's biggest problem is going to be the data caps. Yeah, uh, it's going to be the data, data caps, but... Uh, yeah, but there is a free version. Or will be, uh, yeah, come out. Yeah, it comes out next year. Yeah, it's weird. It's exclusively launching for rich people, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everybody else gets 1080p 60 next year, or they'll do 720p 60 if you need to if you really have a shitty connection yeah and um, like the the big thing they didn't really message well, you is just that, want to ration your bandwidth yeah uh and the thing they didn't really even message much was that you have to buy the games yeah, yeah uh, so yeah for the pro plan people were <laughs> expecting that to be like an all you can eat but it's not it's uh it's kind of like a playstation plus where you get some games given to you per month uh, and but if you want other games, you'll have to buy them at the regular rate. Um, that poses some interesting quandaries in and of itself, because well, they're treating this as kind of a platform, uh, and I'm not entirely sure how many people are going to be into that. 
Um, That's and, a non-starter for me. Yeah, because if I mean, if you if you just go, you know, if you forego the pro subscription completely and just wait for the base to come out uh then you buy games onesie twosie on it i guess that's a little bit more palatable for some people Um, yeah but it's also kind of the notion that you only own the games as long as the platform is active yeah yep and with with what we've seen happen with mobile i mean all this really does is feels to me is like a mobile gaming platform um that you can attach a 4k stream to yeah, and I think the other thing that's important to ask here is that what does this offer over anything else? Like the the thing is, is that whoever would actually purchase this, I believe we would have to assume is somebody that's already into gaming. And if you're already into gaming, chances are you've already got a system. So what does this offer you that you're not going to be able to get from a PlayStation or from? a Xbox or a switch or whatever you could argue resolution and things like that. But if you cared so much about that anyway, you probably already have a platform that could do those things. So well, it's also portability who's this aiming for. Yeah. Like being able to just hop on whenever you got your phone with you or a laptop or whatever. It doesn't have to be something super high powered. Like I see that being like a, a neat idea for this of like there being a lower barrier of entry. Like if you go on trips or whatever, you can kind of just pull this out and check out these games. But right, but then you go back to the whole data cap thing. Like, fuck, data caps for home internet usage are awful. They're even worse for for cell phones. Yeah. So the, the only the only way that I see this as actually being beneficial is uh, if this starts to become popular enough that it starts to force the issue of data caps. Yeah. Um. Then I can kind of see where Google would be going with that, but that's a big risk. Um, yeah, yeah, and an uncharacteristic one. Well, yeah, not entirely. The, I mean, they the did other do thing that whole of, fiber thing before they thought it was too hard yeah. to stop. Yeah. Well, the other thing about this too, to me, really makes me wonder. Like, I become really, really, really apprehensive about Google over the last, you know, last couple of years. You know, we have all these issues with data privacy and everything else like that. I mean. Who's to fucking say that Google's not going to be selling my information to the fucking highest bidder just because of this? Like, oh, you played with our platform and now we can monetize you again. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, that that's something that really, really bothers me. I mean, it kind of runs through YouTube yeah. a bit with some of that tech. So they could easily be like, well, you were playing Odyssey earlier, so here's yeah. some trailers for Ubisoft's new games. Yeah, exactly. Like, what... What is going to happen with all of that fucking data that they're going to be getting just from what you play? Like that, I, I'm not trying to be like Mr. Paranoid, but that kind of shit makes me nervous. Simply because it's you know how how is that used against you, um, or what can they what can not even used against you? That's not even the right not right phrase, but how can they monetize this thing against you that you're paying money for? And, you know? and that's that's the thing because I I kind of would be okay with it. Um, that whole monetization thing of my data and playing habits, if they were actually, you know, funding my playing habits. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, maybe that's an option that they look into further down the road. But for now, this it looks like it has more cons than pros. Um, yeah, and that was kind of the problem with the stream is that you came in with like a set amount of questions and it just kind of created more didn't answer like definitive ones yeah like we don't have a date 
you know, it's sometimes this fall. Yeah. yeah. And I think uh, that's a, I think that's a huge bottom line failure that that's like, and I'm not saying that to be harsh, but it's just like, if, if what you're, if what you're presenting leaves people with even more questions than the actual announcement of said product, like you really did do it wrong. Yeah. And you know, like, and, and that's just one of those things that it, like one of the things that happens in software development a lot is you'll have people do these 48-hour competitions. Like just come up with the craziest 48-hour thing that you can think of and, you know, create it in 48 hours like a prototype. And, you know, then we'll see, you know, maybe that'll be the next thing that we work on. This feels like one of those things to me. Hmm. Like somebody's like, wouldn't it be cool if we could do this? And then somebody said, yeah, go work on it. And then all of a sudden they were like, so, hey, how about that thing, you know, Phil, that thing you worked on? We can go ahead and do it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, how are we going to do it? We don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. I think the biggest surprise for me was they didn't come out of this stream and be like, and for, you know, the next week we're going to open up, you know, the ability for people to try this out and play, you know, a handful of games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sort of thing. Like let people actually try it out. Cause all you're doing is just getting, letting people sit there and with questions and kind of let that doubt fester in their mind. Right. Instead of like getting it out there and letting people actually be like, oh, this this actually works pretty cool. And I can swap between these platforms pretty fast and all that. And the premise is intriguing. Like it it really is. Um, But like to me, it feels like that should also be something maybe if that's what you're going to go for, then have this thing also be able to stream what you currently have on PC. Yeah. You know, then then I think you get some adopters because like for me. I mean, you guys have heard me talk about it for years. You know, being glued to a TV or, or whatever is actually makes gaming for me really can be really difficult. Yeah. So if I had something where like I could open up this, you know, the Stadia app or some shit on my phone, you know, and and have that be a way that I could play something, I would totally be down with that. Yeah, um, there was one rumor cir- circulating that hasn't been debunked yet, but it hasn't been confirmed either, and it was that. Uh, Google and Valve were actually working on this to link Steam accounts to Stadia. That might actually be interesting. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. Like they find a way to get Steam Link hooked into this thing? Uh, no, well, they, they, um, I think the way that they that it was said was that you would uh, basically link your Steam account to uh, your Stadia account and any games that were on Steam and on Stadia uh, would just be in your library. Um, yeah. So. See, now that would be a great hook. Yeah. Because you're leveraging what somebody has already, and then you're answering the question of, number one, who is this for and what are we aiming for? And it's right. like, okay, you're taking the, essentially a PC library and you're letting it be played anywhere, whether it's through the Stadia store or through through Steam. Like, that is an intriguing idea, and that's something that I think you can get somebody to go for. But, yeah. yeah. I was thinking of a way that you could essentially – Use Valve's Steam Links as like a Chromecast mm. replacement. Yeah, because that would be just a way for them to get more like hardware you could use for this. Well, and it's also something that like like I don't know if any of you guys have actually used a physical Steam Link. Has anybody here used one? Yeah, Chris has. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't. Well, at least mine will not do a 4K output. So everything. I, mean, I don't have a 4K TV, so I don't <laughs> worry yeah, yeah. about that. Well, no, no, no. So, but that's what I'm saying. Like that would be something where like okay, I could see a Stadia being a supplement. To Steam, uh, because the Steam Link, Stadia. whatever, <laughs> um, the Stadia, or the, you know, this bad fucking idea, um, you know, that could be something that, that would actually then make sense, because the Steam Link will only output in 1080p. 
So on a 4K TV, it looks like shit. Mm. So, yeah. yes. Well, in other news, not to not to go away from that, like I don't know if any of y'all are super excited, but the fact that Apple got rid of their MiFi bullshit and now they're going to be letting you play, use Xbox controllers. Same thing with PS4. Um, you can use PS4 or Xbox controllers with uh, iOS devices. Mm-hmm. And Valve just put out Steam Link for iOS, and it works really well. Yeah. I'm actually yeah. kind of hyped about that. Yeah, yeah, something else with this is the controller, uh, which is $70. Yeah. Uh, which is ridiculous, that's, that's but expensive. also... It's like, okay, so not everybody's going to buy that. No. Uh, people are going to want to just use their DualShock 4, their uh, Xbox One controller, 360 controller, whatever. Which will work. It's like, yeah. what are you losing specifically if you're doing that? A few milliseconds of latency. Yeah, it's like they need yeah. to like show that stuff off. Yeah. Hey, explain like what trade-offs you're doing. Like why, mm-hmm. why is this 70 bucks worth it? Mm. You know, or why... You know, you maybe just want to go cheap, cheap, cheap on this, yeah, and get stick with what you have. Yeah. But, well, I, I don't know why these companies are even making their own controllers, frankly. Well, they're doing it in this case. They're doing it because they have to. Uh, yeah, and it has like Google Assistant tied into it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that sort of stuff. Like they're tying Google stuff into this. Yeah. I can't wait for them to spy on me more because this uh, because the controller in this case. It doesn't hook up to you. It doesn't pair with your computer. It connects directly to the uh, game instance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's that's one way they're saving it. So uh, I'm guess we're gonna wrap it, wrap up soon. But I'm guessing uh, nobody's really too enthused about Stadia here. Uh, no, uh, not really. Dan Danrib has. He's like, yeah, <laughs> not really, no, not really feeling it. You you named one exclusive that I don't give a shit about and. Like Lee said earlier, you know, what does this offer that the other consoles don't? And I don't care about streaming until it matters. So Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think for people that do care about this, they're gonna run into that data cap really quickly. Yep. Uh, yeah, broadband infrastructure in general is too feeble in North America for this. Yeah. Now this might be great for other sections of the world that are super connected, like Korea or anything else like that. This could be something that would totally take off over there. But here Yeah, it's it's you know, not there yet. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll see it. And then I think sense of ownership is even more questionable than it is on um, with digital purchases on existing platforms because at least those live on your devices. Yeah, yeah. And like if you lose your connection on PlayStation, you know, you can play the vast majority of your games just fine. Yeah, as Xbox. As I think you. Yeah, uh, if you're on Xbox, you just have to go to like the the offline settings and the the options, but. Yeah, it's not too hard, but yeah, like if this thing loses connection, you're just well, you got to find something else to do. Yeah. Well, and then even think about that. What happens when it loses? Like, what what is the backbone that they're going to have if you do lose that connection? To where like, what if you're playing a fucking RPG? Hmm. You know, like could you it just imagine? saves the state? Yeah, I was going to say, does it save the state or is it just? Yeah, oh, it's sorry, constantly fucked. saving a state. So like, if you like, if developers wanted to, they could like put out links for. Here's a safe state, you know, this far into the game, you know, try out like a like here's a trial or here's like a challenge, see what see how you can do. Right. That sort of stuff like or if you find bugs, yeah, you can literally send them a link to the where it happened and they can look at all the data. But yeah. yeah. So Google Stadia, uh nobody's getting it. So no, I pretty much dead on arrival. 
I can put that 120 bucks into two new games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or a year of Game Pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a better uh, use of your time. Alrighty, so uh, we're going to get out of here. Just to remind everybody that if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, you can do so at Anchor FM, Anchor FM slash Dayzero Update. you find us there. Uh, that'll get you the links to all of the platforms that we are currently hosted on. Uh, so uh, until uh, next time, I have been Filippo Donolfo for Patrick Mifflin, Crystal Oji, Danra Victorio, Brandon Perkins, and uh, Lee Lamb. We'll see you on later next week.